way better roll. Way <laughs> like, love it. I'm like, <laughs> ready? Okay. This is Haley. And this is Bailey. You're listening to Unleashed. Haley, the fact that we can sit down and talk about friendships still amazes me. I feel like, at least for me, I've come so far to be able to have deep topics like openly about things that I struggled with or even give advice on friendships. I feel like that is something that I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I struggled so much with friendships growing up. I feel like I've come so far to be able to sit down and have these conversations with you. This friendship topic isn't like, uh, how can you find friends? This one's talking about some pretty intense stories and like things we got from people. Wow. I'm like, I love hearing from people though. Like the responses we got that we're going to talk about, fire. (laughs) They're so good. If you didn't know, we put a question box on our Instagram story on unleashed.club. That is our Instagram. And we asked for any horror stories about friendships, and any questions for friendship advice. So today we are going to be answering different questions and then sharing some stories we got from you guys. All right, let's just jump right into it with the first question that we wrote down is, how do you know if someone is a fake friend? Haley, any advice on that question? How to know? Oh, I got How a do- list. I got a <laughs> let's list. Let's hear it. And this, this is from experience. So let's just kick it off with they don't support you. I mean, duh. Um, they try to compete with you. Good They one. try to like, yeah, they try to always one up you or something like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be like sport compete. I mean, that's different. But um, they try to make you feel bad about yourself. Like they'll like gaslight you almost in a way or make you feel like you're crazy. Um. They'll turn your other friends against you. They'll turn – or even your family. Oh, or your family. They'll make you feel like, like your family doesn't like you. Um, attention seekers. I, I literally have so many. Uh, they peer pressure. Peer pressure is a huge one. Um, there could be narcissistic. Narcissistic is a huge one. They're really like – or they get jealous. Uh, jealousy is a huge one. I keep saying that, a huge one. These are all huge ones. <laughs> I actually, really quick, on the jealousy one, I think something with that, I think a lot of people can get jealous even in good friendships. But with that, I think it's how you handle it. So if you do get jealous, do you treat your friend bad? Do you tear them down? I think that right there is, yeah, you're a fake friend. I think if you can be, maybe you have a jealous moment and you call your friend and you're able to communicate it and be like, hey, I'm feeling jealous about this. Yeah, maybe it sounds silly, but this is how I'm feeling and seeing how your friend handles it. I think that is different and you maybe wouldn't be a fake friend. But I think most people wouldn't handle it that way and jealousy would be one because it would usually be handled in a very different way. But if you can take that and communicate it, I think it can be really different because I feel like we've done a really good job about communicating. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, so the jealous, yeah, we just talked about that. Um, I think another one, like they hold grudges. I think grudge holding, like you won't be able to move on like, and they make you feel bad about that. Um, they judge you, don't accept you. And then it's kind of our one-sidedness. Like they'll, they only talk about them and they never reciprocate or reach out about asking you like how are you doing or anything like that they just I mean those are off the top of my head those were good well that was a good list for off the top of your head 
<laughs> I was like, hmm, I, why, why was that so easy? <laughs> That's kind of concerning. <laughs> Got all the bad friends. <laughs> no, not really. Just kidding. Ha <laughs> ha. No, but we've all gone through, I think, hard times with friends. And that's why I think this conversation can be so helpful. Um, There is just a few. And I feel like my list is not going to be as long as yours because <laughs> off the top of my head doesn't always go. People are going to be like, stay away from Haley. Jeez Louise. <laughs> um, I think like talking about your like if they're talking behind your back, that's a huge one. Um, I think that you said your friends turning on you. And I think that can really be like talking behind your back, you know, talking bad about you, bringing you down. Um, only want to spend time with you when it benefit when it's a benefit for them. And I don't think that's always really noticeable, but if you step back, it does become pretty noticeable. Um, oh, I just had another good one. Oh, tear you down. I think you said something like that, but I think that's a huge one. It's something I dealt with a lot. I feel like people just like bringing me down and because I their feel own like insecurities too. Yeah. And I think it like when I stepped back, I was like, that was just so mean. Like I remember one time I was in college and I was wearing a bathing suit and I like took a picture and one of my friends was like that's such a slutty picture and I was like I'm dressed in a bathing suit and I'm not even doing it <laughs> with the picture and I, I look back and I was like oh she was just super insecure in a bathing suit and like that's so hard like no yeah we all probably have insecurities in different clothings but then instead of like being supportive or like oh you look good it was you're so you look really slutty I was like thank you I love that for me <laughs> <laughs> wow what is how does one special- respond to that what a special comment. <laughs> I think it's just like, what, what is going through people's brains when they think that these things are like, okay? I mean, like, and I don't know. Most people, like, it really does tear them down. Like, I feel like I was, t- like, people brought me down, didn't bring me down, but tried to bring me down a lot. And I'm honestly not, like, I don't know how to say this. Like, I'm pretty confident in myself and, like, people can say stuff about me and I'm like, okay, like, sounds good and my mom's always been the same way like it kind of just like that's their thought keep going and I remember in like college like yeah it was hard but it didn't really like bring me down that much I was kind of like okay that was their thought moving on like I know I look good or I know this but I know it obviously affected me in some ways but like also that can really really affect people and like what goes through somebody's head to think it's okay to tear somebody down because of their own insecurities or something they're jealous about you don't know why they're tearing you down usually Maybe you do, but sometimes you might not. It could be jealousy. It can be their insecurities. Like there's so many things, but right there, fake friend, not good. <laughs> fake friend alert. Fake friend alert. What is that? FFA? FFA? Fake friend alert. <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we got an FFA like over here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's going to be a thing now. I'm making that a thing. <laughs> that is our thing. Hashtag FFA. <laughs> I, I want to get it. I'm getting it confused though with FAA, which is an aviation term. <laughs> Federal aviation something. I don't even know what the last one is. But anyway, FFA, not FAA. I feel like that's kind of a good, that conversation can roll into a question I saw that was, what are a few red flags in friendships? Red flags? I honestly think that a lot of those we just said could be considered red yeah, flags. I agree. Itself. That's what I kind of thought. But we can like, I think you can... I think red flags are something you recognize like maybe going into a friendship or when you're like kind of on on guard about it and you're like, wait, what is that happening? But I feel like when you're having a bad friend, it's like you're not recognizing these things. I don't know. They can, I guess they can kind of go hand in hand. But um, I don't know. What would you What would you say with red flags, Bailey? I feel like for me, it would be somebody that was like always really negative and always looked at themselves as like, oh, poor me. 
I feel like that's the saying, right? Like, you know, when someone's like, oh, this happened to me, this happened to me. I feel like that right there is like a red flag, at least for me and like what I would be looking for in a friendship. Um, and that would probably be a red flag. I feel like people that are toxic, maybe even like talking badly about everybody that isn't there. I feel like that is a big red flag when you notice somebody like gossiping all the time about other people because you know they're going and gossiping about you when you're not there. Those are like two off the top of my head. Let me keep thinking. Do you have any like off the top of your head? Ooh, ooh, I, f- I thought of one. That's a really good one. Um, I just forgot it. Dang it. No, it's there. Hang on. Hang on. It's there. It's coming. I have one stored in my head right now. Um, We're trying to give you there. advice really authentically <laughs> and from the top of our heads. In the present. We're in the present. Oh, I got this. Oh, there it is. When you're scared to communicate your feelings because of how they react, like there can be really intense and like dominating or I don't know, aggressive, like even, like no matter what it is, like you can't say your actual opinion. Like, okay, here's an example. Some friendships in my past I've had where they would be like really opinionated. And when I'm around really opinionated people, I mean, I'm not like that. I will just kind of, I just listen. But when they ask for my opinion, I tend to not always reciprocate if I don't agree or – and that doesn't – just because I'm not reciprocating doesn't mean I don't agree or, agree or disagree. But if the personality I know will, like, try to fight me on something or whatever it is, I tend – I used to abandon my belief on that just to keep the peace. And that is a huge red flag, I think, when you have – when you abandon your beliefs to keep the peace. I really like how you said that. I feel like that's such a good one. I feel like I'm definitely, I can be the same way where if somebody's like really like has a strong opinion and then like I would say mine and it's like immediately shot down. No, that's not right. I feel like that to me is a red flag, just like you said, because it's like you want to be able to express your opinion or your beliefs or whatever it is, even if they're different than your friend, but be able to have a conversation openly with your friend is huge. So I think that is a really good one. Another one I kind of thought of, thought of, thought of thought of is um is somebody who doesn't respect your boundaries and I think that's something that's really huge at least for me and I think for you too because it's something I think I've really had to learn and it's taken me time to learn so when somebody doesn't respect my boundaries pretty early on I'm really quick to be like whoa what so what's a boundary for you a boundary I have right now and something I've really worked on and I think it kind of like ties into what we were talking about like with opinions and being able to share our opinion is something for me that's a big boundary is being able to have a conversation with a friend that might be hard because maybe you got an argument or something was hard but they're able to sit there and communicate and not just blame you and not just say oh it's you it's your fault your fault you know just put the blame on you because it's easier I really have a boundary that I need friendships that are able to sit there and communicate through if it was my fault I am I am able to sit there and say I totally hear where you're coming from I need to work on this but I if I voice my opinion and what I feel has happened that they're able to also say okay you know like talk about it and hear what I'm saying versus only being one-sided I guess is the best way to describe it that is a big boundary for me with like communicating and friendships I think often boundaries with what you're saying too people assume that they're like I don't know telling people to like kind of step back or you need like space when it comes to a boundary that's not necessarily it like for you you need communication and that's 
like that is a boundary. And I think it's that looking at it from a different perspective too. So I really think that's important for people to understand is that not, not all boundaries mean like, oh, I, I just need you to respect this at this time. And like, just like stop asking me or whatever, or I only have 10 minutes or something, blah, blah, blah. Like there can be different forms of boundaries in relationships and friendships. Definitely. Is there any boundaries that you feel you really have right now? I think for me, it's respecting what I am going through, even if they don't agree um, or understand, I guess. I mean, you don't have to, but just having that respect or just being like, I don't know, listening to it, I guess that makes sense. Like sometimes you don't always need to, I don't know, you don't always know the answers to everything. And sometimes I'm really open to like talking about it when I get to that point, like me and you are always just going back and forth talking about ideas and just like things going on in our life. But like in those friendships where I'm not like that close with or whatever, sometimes I just having that acceptance of, okay, even if you don't agree with this, I need you to still understand that I'm not asking your opinion on it or like, and it just depends on the scenario though. I think that's just a a thing for me, a boundary, but it always varies per relationship and friendship, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've had so many more boundaries lately and I feel like we've talked, me and you like off camera or like just on FaceTime have talked about boundaries so much, but thinking about them off the top of my head, I feel like it's going to come out in conversation during this podcast, but I feel like thinking just like of a specific thing can be so hard, but I feel like having boundaries, whatever that looks like to each person, because I think it looks so different is so important because I know I have a lot of boundaries. It's just taking me time to get to where yeah I can't like I can't formulate them all right this second but yeah I do know having boundaries is really important and making sure that your friends respect your boundaries is so so important Mm -hmm. 100% okay all right next question how do you create a good friendship I really like this question I feel like communication is huge. We've mentioned that multiple times already in this podcast because I have just found that it's been a really, really big part of a good friendship to me. Um, Making time for your friends, that's huge. And I also think a good friendship can come from understanding what that looks like because I think that looks very different to everybody. And that is something I've learned since I started traveling full time because being my friend and I'm going to, I honestly will say this, like I say it to everybody is not easy. And I know that, but what does it look like to be a good friend in a friendship with me or with, and everyone's going to be different. You know, like every friendship is going to be different, but I think when you go into a friendship, knowing what making time looks like for that person, what, Does it mean getting on a FaceTime? Does it mean actually going to coffee? Does it mean whatever it means in your relationship? I think that is huge. And something else is taking time to understand them, which I think kind of goes hand in hand in a way. Yeah, there's a lot of other things like taking time to understand them, their emotions, their feelings, how they work, whatever it is. But I do think that every person is so different and a good good friendship is going to look so different with everybody. But I think there's key things to good friendships. Do you have any on that? The time aspect of friendships can be so difficult. And I see it happen in all circumstances, whether it's like long distance, making the time to see them and talk to them, communicate, or in person. And I think that every friendship has different expectations depending on where they are in life. And I think that really affects friendships too because – I know that like when I 
was in high school, I was with all my friends. And so it was easy. And I saw this quote that said, sometimes people are only your friends because you see them five days a week. And I was like, ooh, that cuts deep. Like, ouchie. Yeah. Because <laughs> once you go to college, it's like half of the people, I'm like, I don't even talk to you anymore. And it's so sad because I'm like, we hung out all the time. But it's just different times of life, different schools, different you know circumstances. It's one of those situations. And I think that as you get older and become an adult, it's a lot harder making friends because you are in such drastically different spots in your life, whether you live in a different state, you're starting families, you're in school, you have a different career. I mean, your lifestyle is just all so many different circumstances. And I think that for you and I, I mean, we met through social media. We didn't even meet in person until, you know, what, maybe almost like seven six months later -ish, give yeah take. which i actually think was a huge part of our friendship because i said i think i explained this but like it's hard to be my friend because i'm always gone and i think that's kind of what that ties into but for us our friendship started learning how to communicate not being with each other and that showed me a lot of how much like i did actually need that in a friendship of people checking in with me not just when i was home because i'm never home like be i i no, that's hard. Like, I know it's hard that I can't make plans really, and that I'm rarely home. Like, right now, I'm maybe home like three months out of the year. Like, maybe I that's don't know. It's not that much, too. No, and it, I think that was a huge thing for us. I was actually thinking of this the other day was we figured out how to make a friendship work in a very unique way. So, I don't think all friendships are going to always start the same. I mean, obviously, not, not all friendships are going to start the same. Like, maybe you're going to meet somebody, like you said, it's so hard to meet people at our age. I think especially if it's you're so working hard. remotely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, especially I mean, I even think about during, you know, the pandemic and how people who probably are used to being in person went to working in office and now that's kind of like that was really pivotal and so I it's harder cuz you have your work friends. I mean, that's different. But for I mean, okay, like just kind of putting some foundation out there. There are certain aspects everybody needs when it comes to a friendship. And like for me, everyone's are everyone can be different. Like some people need that in person just because they can't do the distance regardless. Like it's just like too hard for them because their life is too busy. And for me, I always thought that like, oh, I I don't know what like my I don't need friends. I don't have that. It's too much work. Like I I get hurt every time. I don't need that. And then as we started talking more, I realized that for me, it wasn't even being in person or anything like that. It was, I don't know, acceptance and genuineness and like care. Like it's just like those like fundamental things of making us a good person. And I think that starts with being selfless too. When your intentions are, you know, both going the same way. It's a two-way street. It's not a one-way. I really like how you said that. I feel like something you said a little earlier that I wanted to touch on was you said when it's easy, like when you're in school and it's five days a week. I think that's actually a really interesting one because I do think a lot of friendships can be easy, especially if you are settled down in one place or, you know, you've had friends since high school. And I really think some friends are only friends because it's easy. And taking a step back and making sure that those friends are there for you and are putting in the effort because that's something I really noticed is when I started to travel, were they checking in with me? Were friends asking me how I was doing? Because I do share my life on social media. And it's actually, Evan said this the other day about where we met up with an old one of his friends. And he's like, you know, I think it's really hard sometimes to check in with people because you always think you know what's going on, if you, especially if they're sharing their life on social media. Like, you're like, oh, I just talked to them or, oh, I just saw them, even though you didn't. And I think it's really remembering to 
check in with your friends, create those relationships and to put the time in, like you said, like being selfless is so important in a friendship, but also having boundaries. So I think it's, you know, those good friendships, you find that balance and you find what works in each individual friendship to make it a good friendship because every friendship is going to look so different and you're going to need different things from each friend. Every friendship brings something different into your life. I completely agree. And it's really hard to accept the fact that as you get older, friendship like variations and all of the aspects of it change dramatically, especially if you had a lot of friends in high school and then you guys all go to different directions. I know a lot of people who, you know, are still friends from high school and, you know, they, they still talk all the time. But I mean, for me, like it, I, I stay in touch with some, but it's nothing like what it is. And so I think that's kind of and then college, I had a lot of hard hard times with friends there. It just kind of, I got burned a lot. And I mean, I wasn't the perfect friend either, obviously. I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a two-way street. I mean, it takes one to, you know, mess things up, but it also takes another to help keep it going. I mean, Two to tango. Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. But there's a question on here that I saw and I really, I, I think it's really important that we talk about. It's saying what to do or how to recognize, I mean, what to do when you have toxic friends. And That is so hard because I get so upset when I see like this from an outside perspective and I'm like, they're treating you like crap. Like stop tolerating that. But it's not that easy. Mm -mm, It's not easy. And it's so many times I think it's easier for that person to stay in that friendship because getting – I don't want to think like getting out of it's like familiar. stepping away. Yeah, you're familiar with it and stepping away from it is going to be harder before it's easier. And – most people don't want to deal with that hard before it's easy. Now, go. I, you're about to say something. Go, <laughs> no, go. no, it's true. So, like, Bryce had a best friend growing up. He was his best man. Like, they were buddies, and, you know, it was great. And I, I liked them as friends. They were so good. And then he, his friend went through all these hard things in his own life, and he was going through a divorce, blah, blah, blah. And then he, after their divorce, he his friend started dating a new girl, and the girl we were all went out to dinner one night, and we went to like a baseball game. We we're all friends on Instagram. Life moved on, like it wasn't anything crazy. I was like, yeah, it was good, like whatever. A few months later, I she popped up on my Instagram as someone you may know, and I was like, weird. I thought I was already following her, and I was like, oh, okay, so I'll follow her, and then. A day or so later, I get a message on Instagram from her and she's like, so I'm not going to follow you back because you're still friends with, you know, my boyfriend's ex-wife on Instagram and um, we're just not in a place right now where we can let people who associate with her because we're moving on. And I was like, what? And I was like, okay. Um, I mean, I understand that. Like, you have to put your boundaries up with that stuff. Boundary, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even know her. I met her one time, her the ex, and then I was like, all right. But I literally was just friends with her on on Instagram. I didn't even talk to her. I was like, okay, but whatever. So then I messaged her back, and I'm like, you don't need to give me an explanation as to why you choose to not follow me on Instagram. I'm just. I was just following your life. I mean, that's what Instagram is. And I was like, you don't need to give me an explanation. And she goes, yeah, well, unfortunately, because you guys both are following them, we're both going to not follow you guys. And so Bryce's best man 
stopped following him, communicating with him, hanging out, talking with him, gave like completely cold turkey, cut him out of his life. And they were friends from like childhood. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I was getting so defensive of him because it was his best friend. And then all of a sudden, I mean, just because he 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 didn't we didn't even talk to the ex. I was like, it's just because we were friends with her on Instagram. And we're like, okay, if you're gonna be like that, that's like whatever, go, go do that. But then I got defensive and I messaged her back and I was like, you know, it's really unfortunate that you came into his life and you know, are telling me that they can't be friends because they have been friends for so long. And, you know, just something that's been so special has just been broken off like that because something tells me this wasn't just her decision or wasn't his decision. I feel like it was very random and weird. And so I was like, it's just unfortunate because they were best friends, you know, before me and you even were in their lives, like long before. And She's like, it has nothing to do with me. And I was like, I'm not saying it has anything to just do with you. But it's really sad that such a special friendship is being broken up over something that is about who is someone following on Instagram. And then yeah, I, just that is... I just left it at that. And so I think that's been really hard on Bryce to see how his friend has, you know, gone, you know, away. And I mean, I've had that happen too. I had a college friend who... I was really relationships do crazy yeah. stuff to some people. I mean, for sure. it's just one of those things. I mean, that situation is totally different, but it's just like the, it, it's hard to let go of these friendships that we've had for so long because people come into their life and it changes them or change their circumstances change. And I mean, I get, you have to do what's best for you. I respect that whatever, but it's sad and it doesn't make it any less hard. No, definitely. And it can be so hard, like you said, walking away from friendships or, you know, maybe not having the choice. Like Bryce didn't really – that wasn't really as much his choice as it was the other person. And, you know, I think in relationships, you can see when someone brings out the best in someone and someone doesn't bring out the best in someone. And I think that's actually kind of interesting because I saw a question about this, but we'll get into that after. But I think with that situation, I'm sure it really did give Bryce time to even step back and look at that friendship in different ways. Because if he was able, if his friend was able to walk away because of another, you know, significant other, a girlfriend that shows a lot about that friend. And I don't think it's always easy, especially when you are with somebody and you really do care about that person. If you're dating someone, if you get married, whatever it is. But I see that so much where, you know, a significant other pushes friendships apart because they feel threatened by them or they don't like how strong it is and I think right there that shows a lot of toxic like how toxic it really can be and something I would say that can like really help you know in different situations is taking time to step back in any friendship if things are going on or not and really see if you want that person in your life and think about if they are being toxic what is it and how can you start to step back? Maybe it's slowly, maybe it's abruptly, maybe it's however you handle it. I feel like sometimes stepping away slowly can be so much easier than making a big deal about it, like that situation with Bryce, because making that big deal about it was probably not the best way to handle it, where his friend should have maybe came to him and communicated with him and said, hey, this is what's going on. I'm really sorry. I'm in a really weird position. You know, there's so many other better ways to handle it. So stepping back and being like, maybe this isn't the best friendship for me, but I don't think that's easy no and I think that like I wish I wish that the maturity levels were there and obviously everything happens for a reason but 
no, like I, I, that's the thing. I'm like, why did it have to be told through her? Like we, we had exchanged, we had hung out one night. And so I hardly knew her. And so I was just like, why are we the ones talking about this? Why can't the guys, I even said, why don't, why doesn't he reach out? Why doesn't he reach out? Shouldn't this be their thing to like talk about? And nah, I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to invest my energy into something that's, I mean, not being reciprocated. I, I was, I was queen of always being the one to give efforts and everything and never being, never receiving it back. And so that's, I think what kind of burned me on a lot of bridges with friendships is that I thought that we were on the same page. And so I would give up and give, and then it would never be reciprocated. And I think that's when I was just like, all right, I'm yeah. done. I've done that way too much too. I totally know what you're talking yeah. about. A question I saw that I think kind of goes with this was what to do if your friend doesn't like your significant other. And I think this is actually really interesting because I think it can, I think I personally would have two different points of views on this one. Um, I can jump into it or you can start it. <laughs> Go for it. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. I think there's two different perspectives. I think if your significant other doesn't or if your friend doesn't like your significant other, is there a reason for that? Like, do you need to step back and look at it? It's not always going to be easy. I was in a bad relationship and most of my friends didn't love that person. But in the moment, I was like, oh, these friends are not good. They're not having my back. You know, all these things. So I think it's a really, really slippery slope. But if your friend does come to you and say, hey, I have some concerns, taking maybe a step back, looking at it, and if you don't feel that, those are concerns. Then going back and having that conversation with your friend and saying, hey, you know, right now I really don't see that. I'm feeling really confident and comfortable in my relationship and I'm really happy. And then you guys can move forward. And if your friend is able to let that go, I think having that conversation is huge because maybe they're always going to have something underlying if you guys aren't able to communicate about it. So I think that's one point of view. But I also think it can go the complete opposite way too, where it could yeah, be. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I think there's two ways because I feel like I've seen it both ways where then it's yeah. like also why does the friend not like them? Is it something really there's no reason they're just starting drama? Are they not being supportive? Are, there's two very different situations, I think. And I really think it depends on where you're at and who you're with. What are your thoughts on that? I Yes, completely. The, it's It can go either way. It really can. I think I see oftentimes – I see oftentimes where someone doesn't like a significant other or a friend because they're jealous or it's an own insecurity or it's because that person is not a good match or a good person to the person they're dating. Like, for example, it'd be like in the scenarios of example one, me and Bryce, okay, you not liking Bryce because Bryce treated me poorly. That's or one situation, yeah. Yes. Or example two, Bryce and I. And you not liking Bryce because Bryce is, treats me really well and you're, you maybe don't get that. And so that's an insecurity you have or you're like jealousy or something like that. And that can be a, you know, I, a situation I, too. I think that was a really good way to put it. Something on top of my, really quick. My mom always said was like, you're not going home with that person at the end of the day. So I think you can express your feelings sometimes, but then realizing like that's really not your relationship. And a lot of times it's really not your place to, the thing that I think gets hard is when your friend really changes. But most of the time, mm -hmm. I feel like for friendships, it can get really messy if you get too involved in someone's relationship. But if it's, like you said, if it was something like he was treating really bad, I know where that can become a conversation in a friendship. But mm -hmm. then there's jealousy too. 
So when your mom says that you're not going home with them, was she referring to the friend or the- <laughs> she was a, she was referring to like a significant other. So she always said like you can express your concerns like to a friend, but at the end of the day, if they break up, like are you going to be there every night for your friend? Like are you like they are going home together? The couple is going to go home and like they have their life and oh, okay, things go okay, on. Okay. Where if you like are inserting yourself into their relationship or into their problems, you know. And then they break oh, up. Oh, like, okay. I, I, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. she would probably explain it better. But <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have her come on see, as a guest. <laughs> yeah, she'll come on. But you only see bits and pieces. And a lot of times your friends might tell you the worst part because you don't usually sit there and like talk about all the great things a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And she was just always explaining like she always told me like, yeah, you can say a little. But like really that's their relationship and they are spending every day together and they're creating a life together. So you kind of have to have a boundary. It's really a weird one for sure. Boundaries. See, re- look at all these boundaries popping up now that we're talking yeah. about them. They just got to, we just got to keep going and they start rolling out <laughs> all the boundaries. And that's, the th- I think it's so hard because I definitely, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody has that person that they've dated and they're like, what the heck? Like that was not a good person. And what's even worse is maybe recognizing that they're not that great of a person, but hoping they can change. And I think from an outside perspective, I've seen a lot of friendships break up because they just can't handle the constant, you know, environment of which the the person and the significant other may be in. Like, they're like, I can't handle this. You're like, the way you treat me. Because, like, whoever you're with affects how you treat other people. And, I mean, I am guilty of that. I definitely in college had guys I would prioritize over my college roommates and that burned bridges but they also were really really mean to me and so it's like it's that double thing where it's like okay maybe if I hadn't done that then maybe they wouldn't have been so mean to me but they still shouldn't have done the things they did because it's just like that's just that's just adding to the problem and it doesn't make sense no I agree I actually have a question for you off of that no just something I was thinking about (laughs) You said you prioritize the relationship. And mm-hmm. I feel that's actually very commonly used. But when would – okay, you didn't know. When you first started dating whoever it was, you don't know if you're going to marry them. You don't know if you're – you don't know. You really don't. When you start dating someone, most of the time you're working towards the future. Why else would mm-hmm. you date somebody? Doesn't everybody – Free dinner. Prioritize? <laughs> Maybe, Yeah. <laughs> But in a serious serious relationship, doesn't everybody prioritize that person? Like, I always hear friends use, oh, you prioritize them. Then they get in a relationship because they're single at the time. Then they get in a relationship and then you become chopped liver. And it's like, well, yeah, everybody ends up prioritizing the relationship because that's who you're building your life with. So question, do you think everybody prioritizes it? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I know, like, yes, I know there's a balance. But I feel that's very commonly used and very commonly thrown around, especially if your friends aren't in relationships. Okay. Great question. I think there is – I hate saying answers like this because I feel like it's like, mm, yeah, obviously. There's a balance. <laughs> There's a balance with it. It's like a teeter-totter. You can't have too much of one end and you can't have too much of the other end. Otherwise, it's not going to be level. Does that make sense? And with me, I went – definitely to the extremes I think of I mean at times no and I think at times yes I did but I mean there's that honeymoon phase of when you're in a first relationship everything's new exciting all you want to do is be together all you want to do is talk to them and hang out and it's just like yeah of course but then 
there's we're like, oh, we're gonna have you know, girls are going out. You wanna, you know, have a girls' night or whatever. And then you're like, nah, I'm good, I'm gonna go hang out. And it's like all the time, I think, and then you're dismissing that friendship and those qualities and their needs, maybe, or you're not. And I think I mean, obviously there were things that were happening. I don't think I was always aware of, but it's just really hard when you see such extreme versions of it because then it does affect it. But I think you can't, you can't let, what is it? What's that phrase? Bros before hoes. I don't like that one that much, but it's like a thing. Like they say, um, sisters before misters. I like that one. Um, it's definitely like Yes, make sure your friendships are nurtured and taken care of and not forgotten. But also, same, and I think a healthy relationship will teach you that balance. I really like how you said that, having a balance, because I totally agree. You do have to have a balance between, you know, relationship and friendships. But I also think with that, it doesn't always have to be one or the other. And I think that's something we really learned in our friendship is that, okay, example, Evan was in Europe and you and Bryce came down. And it wasn't like me and you just had to hang out. Like I was so happy to also hang out with Bryce. And we found that balance too of getting our friendship time. But it didn't mean that he couldn't be there. And I think you find your balance in different ways. And it doesn't always have to be so extreme. And I think it's used very extreme a lot of times. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's always thrown around. So I just thought that was really interesting to kind of dive into. I was saying earlier, kind of going off of that, that when you're in a uh gosh this is going to come off kind of aggressive but when you're in a healthy relationship it becomes easier it doesn't you're not so divided oh and I, I like that i don't yeah you don't find that you're you're struggling prioritizing your friends and your relationship because they respect the both of those, like on both ends, like your significant other respects your friendships and your, and your friendships respect your significant other. And you find the balance in between where one can come and they can go and one can hang out and we're all together. And then it's not just all the friends and then all the guys or whatever it is. It's just, it, you find that you're, you're not divided between the two. I really like that. And I do think it takes time to find a balance. And I think 100%. a lot of times, that can come from lifestyle changes. And I use me as, me as an example because finding my balance with friends has taken a while because I had to learn how to be away from family and friends and how to be gone and then how to keep connections. And I feel a lot of it fell on me to understand how to do that. And I wasn't always getting it from the other side. And I think it can take time finding that balance. But Having friends that understand that and are able to communicate that and help you find that balance is a huge part to finding friends that end up really appreciating and liking your significant other and don't push you away because maybe I think, okay, really quick, that could be, you know, like people could maybe not like Evan, for example, just using him because I'm always away. And people could easily be like, oh, it's him. That's the reason. But really, that has nothing, you know, like, yeah, it's a big part of it. But I could see friends blaming Evan as the reason I'm always gone instead of finding the like positive in it and learning how to become a friend in a different way. All right. Talking about everything we just said, something that somebody submitted that's a little bit more like a story slash advice. Story times. You shared. We don't know who shared them though. They're all anonymous. I'm going to read it off my computer in front of me. As I grow older and busier in life, I have been trying to tell my friends how much I appreciate their time to get together or call. Also like to send random texts saying that I'm thinking of them. I actually really like that because 
that's huge. And that's something I've really found the more that life has gotten busy for me, how much those mean. And that's something I've been really working on is sending those texts and randomly calling my friends also to show, hey, I'm thinking of you. I really like that. Okay. So yeah, this one's a this one's intense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this one's a little bit more of a hor- friendship horror story rather than Yeah, advice. this is a friendship horror story. Okay. The one time I cheated on my husband, I asked my best friend to cover for me. When my husband asked her what was going on, she had no problem scheduling a coffee date with him and spilled everything to him. She ghosted me afterwards, but luckily my husband and I worked everything out. And right there is why we don't get involved in relationships. (laughs) Wow. That is some fire right there. That is I mean, coming from all ends, not only with your own personal relationship, but then you also have your friendship on top of that. Ooh, that's brutal. Well, I'm glad everything worked out, uh, yeah. I guess, with but I mean, minus I the feel friendship like aspect. But that's why friendship and significant others can get so messy and you got to find your line. <laughs> okay, I'll do the next one. This one's a little more. Uh, I'm going to do the advice ones. Haley is doing the uh, horror stories, I think. Oh, okay, but we only we, we only you're welcome. We only pulled a few because we are at yeah. the end of our time mm-hmm. for this. Podcast, Maybe we'll save some but- for our live. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fun. This one says, work friends are difficult. I absolutely need them in my life to get through work, but I've had a few that ended up being takers, in quotes, meaning I would go out of my way to do something for them, but they would not reciprocate. Reciprocate. I can't say that word right now. Reciprocate. Thank you. For me. (laughs) They were shocked when I didn't want to be friends after they left. See? Say what? They were shocked? People. Shocked. People crazy okay all right the last one for now before we wrap up this why do podcast. people have to be like that though like takers like what what there's so many takers literally there's so many it's crazy and see and there's people who are too much of a giver and then they find yeah, you each gotta other find the balance. and then it, yeah it's like oh gosh i'm sorry anyway okay so horror story here we go my best friend from middle school college got engaged to her sister's ex and didn't tell me Somehow, it was my fault. Needless to say, I wasn't invited to the wedding. Then my best friend in college got married. I was invited to the engagement dinner, but not the wedding because the hubby didn't like me. These literally are falling into our questions, and I keep hearing this. I keep hearing such weird things about weddings, and I every time I'm like, is this person a real friend? When I hear these stories, I'm like, what? It's so sad to hear how people are. And it's so sad that, you know, the husband is obviously affecting the friendship so much. And it's, Mm -hmm. there's so much to be talked about. I feel like in the friendship to be like, hey, can I sit down and talk to your husband? I don't know. I feel like I'd be like, what is up? Can we chat? Because this friendship means a lot to me. That was such a fun podcast. I actually really enjoyed, you know, going through your guys' questions and pulling the different questions that we were able (laughs) to answer for you guys. It was really fun to discuss different friendship topics. I think having friends can be such a challenging and hard thing. And I loved doing this podcast topic. If you guys have any other questions or would like us to do another episode like this, please let us know. Thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast wherever you listen. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.